listening to the ninth Bitachan podcast, and we continue in Sarah the Madrigas Adam. The explanation here is, as we said at the end of last week, what was the purpose of the sticks that Yaakov used in order to warm up the animals? Yaakov had a halacha, like a shemer, someone who is watching someone else's things. So he had an obligation to take care of things because he was a shimer, he was a worker. He had to do whatever he could in order for the animals to conceive. The reason that he needed to use those sticks was in order to warm up, to cause the animals to go into heat. Because if the animals are not in heat, it's not possible for them to conceive. So he needed all the different colors, the colors that were good for him, the colors that were good for Lavan, in order to cause them to go into heat. That was the purpose of these sticks. It was in order for him to fulfill his obligation as a worker, he had these sticks. Like the verse says explicitly, that Jacob placed the sticks in front of the animals in order to cause them to go into heat. That's in Bracious chapter Lamed, verse Mem Aleph, 30, verse 41. It says the altar that we need to understand something. Why did Yaakov, why does the Torah only describe that Yaakov got involved in using these sticks after he and Lovin made up a certain price? If their purpose is exclusively in order to cause the animals to go into heat and thereby conceive, and there would be no difference between before and after. This is the altar that we can understand this simply. Beautiful word. He says that beforehand, Laban had left in all the different types of colors, all the different types the striped ones, the dotted ones, etc. So the animals, the, the female animals, would go into heat because of the other animals that were there. Which is not so after afterwards. Laban took out all of the animals that had dots. So because the the male animals were missing, so Yaakov had to bring in these sticks. So Yaakov had to use those kinds of sticks in order to replace the animals that had left. What comes out is that Yaakov Avinu Jacob's trust in God was a perfect trust. The ultimate perfect trust. He wasn't involved at all in doing any efforts in order to help out his own situation. And nevertheless, despite the fact that he didn't do any efforts, 
that the angel spoke to Yaakov, and he spoke to him and to all generations, because there's somebody who's like Yaakov in every generation, meaning, this is in order to light the way for us. And the altar lays down an amazing foundational concept here, that if a person has a very powerful desire, a person is really, really, really wants it, really wants to, to believe and to trust in Hashem, and he truly trusts in Hashem. And to always stay at his level in Bitachin, in his level in faith in Hashem. Without finding any, putting in any efforts at all. That's possible. And I'd like to, I'd like to read to you actually from the very end of Darkei Bitachin, because he says something which is amazing, and then we'll get to the end of our chapter. He says something, which goes in line with this that he said, that a person needs to have a very powerful desire. A person needs to place all of his trust in Hashem, truly, really place all of his trust in Hashem. This is one of the the foundational concepts. I had a conversation with Rav Mordechai Diamond. He's the person who I mentioned to you, the story with the airplane and the story, uh, I don't remember which other stories I shared of his, but uh, he has numerous stories constantly about Pitachin, trusting in Hashem, and things appearing miraculously because of it. And he said to me that, well, what does he do? I asked him, what does he do in order to get into a place of Pitachin, in order to get into that state? And he said that he goes into a room, he turns off the lights, and he sits there for a half an hour, going over, Eina Milvadai, Eina Milvadai, there's no one else besides Hashem, Eina Milvadai. He goes over it over and over and over again. And he gets into this place that he says here, Ratzon Chazak. Truly trusting in Hashem, a powerful desire. I want to read to you from the end of Dark Yabutachim, which we will get to together. Mm-hmm. So he said we don't put in any efforts, right? That's the sheet of the altar. That it's not necessary to put in any efforts. If anything, the efforts take away. And he says an amazing thing. He says, where is it appropriate to put in efforts? It's appropriate to put in efforts when it comes to attaining the the mida of bitachon of trust in Hashem. It's the foundation of the entire Torah. In fact, I just heard on a shir about bitachon from my from my Rosh Hashiva, from Rabbi Per. He quoted the Gra, and the Gra says that the entire Torah was given in order for us to have bitachon to trust in Hashem. So the entire state of a person is dependent. Upon his bitachin, he says we need to put in every effort. Where? Not in our parnasa, not in our in anything else. Not in trying to make money, not in trying to accomplish anything, but rather all of our efforts need to be put into our trying to have faith in God. That is how we attain all the things that we need. We don't develop we don't develop a better business. We develop a better relationship with Hashem. And he says, therefore, we need to put all, put all of our trust in God. And Hashem will help us. He will give us heavenly assistance. That we will be zeched to be of those who truly trust in Hashem. Like the Pesach says, Blessed is the one who trusts in God. Hashem will be his trust. This is what a person needs to do. They need to give over, give themselves over completely to trust in Hashem. Hashem will then help him. Hashem will be his trust. 
Hashem will help the person to truly be able to get to that place of true bitachon, of true trust in Hashem. This is an amazing thing he says here, and I want to tell you a story, which I might have shared, but it's always worth hearing again. I heard from a Rosh Hashiva, he told about his sister, Allah HaShalem, who passed away, Rabbitson Tendler. Uh, she would speak about the fact she had 13 children, and she raised them all, and and uh, all of them became successful in Avodah Hashem, in service of God, in their relationship with Hashem. And people would ask her, what was the secret of her success? And she said, I am a junior partner. Hashem is the one who does it. I am a junior partner. Right? What, what is our place? What is our role here in our parnasa, in our relationships with others, in our Avodah Hashem even, even in, in acquiring bitachen, what is our place? Yes, we have to do our ishtadlus when it comes to working on bitachen, according to the altar. But what is our place? Our place is a junior partner. Hashem is the one who provides us with our parnasa, who gives us all the things that we need, who pays our bills. He wants us to be involved as a junior partner. We're the ones who are just along for the ride, so to speak, but it's Hashem who's doing everything. And it's the siyata d'shmaya. If a person has that attitude, so then he gets the siyata d'shmaya. If we trust in Hashem, Hashem will help us to be from those who trust Him. Alright, so I'd like to finish off here the chapter about Yaakov. And even though Jacob was so perfect, in his level of bitachon, while Yemashlam is calling Yana belishum chisar and kolshu b'minus bitachon. So he he points out something very important, very interesting, and very important that even though Yaakov was on this amazing level of bitachon of trusting in God, avobikein heyur chazal al pasuk, our sages pointed out in regards to the verse, v'ansabitzid kasi b'yemachar v'gamer. The verse says that Yaakov even said to Laban that you will see that I was righteous tomorrow. It will be clear from the results of all of our interactions, that it will be clear that I was a tzaddik, that I was correct. Chazal say, that Yaakov made a mistake because he spoke about tomorrow. He spoke about tomorrow you will see. You said that my righteousness will answer for me tomorrow. Chazal say, as a punishment for mentioning tomorrow, his daughter, Yaakov and his daughter Dina, was afflicted. She she was raped. Shemaratiti Dina Basle, the verse says that she went out. Mizbar, what do we see here? Obviously, this is Yaakov Avinu on his exalted level of Bitachan. He shouldn't have been speaking about tomorrow, as the altar explains. According to his level of Bitachan, even mentioning tomorrow, speaking about tomorrow, everything is going to be proven. That was a mistake for him. All he was mentioning about tomorrow was just that it was going to be good. It was going to be clear that he was he was correct. Nevertheless, our sages were On his level, there was something missing when he mentioned tomorrow. What am I worried about tomorrow? I'm worried about tomorrow. Today I have what I need. I'm going to prove something to you tomorrow. Today is good enough for me. I don't need to prove anything tomorrow. I don't need to wait till tomorrow. Today I'm good. Today I'm good. Today I'm cool. Today everything is fine. Hashem is on my side. You shouldn't be thinking about tomorrow at all. If he had left immediately from Laban, he wouldn't have had to speak about tomorrow at all. And he wouldn't have had a punishment in regards to what would happen the following day with Dina, that she would get 
into a situation which was a disaster for her. And so that was a fine thing. That was a little thing. But if somebody is is working on bitachon, and they allow themselves to, they allow their today to be destroyed by tomorrow, right? The the, the uh, altar's language, which I know we've mentioned, but it's worth hearing every time, is that I can ruin all of my tomorrow, all of my todays. I can ruin all of my todays because of one tomorrow. What I need to do is I need to forget about all of my tomorrows and be in this day. This day, being focused on today, will save me from all of those tomorrows. And certainly somebody who destroys himself, it's a destruction, being so worried about tomorrow. It's a, it's a sad thing. I don't need to be worried about tomorrow. If I have bitachon in Hashem, I trust in Hashem. I have that bitachon chazak, that very strong bitachon that he spoke about earlier. That was his language before. Trust Hashem truthfully, and chazak with a powerful desire. So uh, that's where I need to put my focus, on my bitachon, on my faith in Hashem. So a person who's worried about tomorrow, so what's he worried about? He's worried about all of his needs for tomorrow. He's worried and worried. Forget about it. Forget about all your worries for tomorrow. You don't have to worry. You're the junior partner. Remember? Hashem is the one who's in charge. So being involved in thinking about tomorrow, being worried about tomorrow, there's no greater stumbling block than that. So that's the message here. Okay? And we're running out of time here, but I will start the next chapter. Yosef HaTzadik is the example of Chazal. So he just gave us of somebody who made this mistake and he was on a tremendous level as we'll see. He allowed the worry about tomorrow to touch him a little bit. He was punished. That because our sages say that he said to the Sarmashim, remember me. He said, please remember me and mention me to Paro. He said a double. He ended up staying in jail for another two years. Because Yosef HaTzadik, on his level, Joseph, should not have asked the Sarah Mashkin, should not have asked the cupbearer of Pharaoh anything. He should have seen what was going on and he should recognize that it was Hashem. Maybe he could have said it one time, but he shouldn't have doubled it. But his worry about tomorrow, his trying to make things happen, to move things along... Also, the very fact that he saw that Hashem was moving things along should have strengthened his bitachon and made it clear that it wasn't necessary, per se, for him to say anything, or certainly not to say it twice. So, let's try to work on this. We're now coming into Pesach. Pesach is a time of, it's the, it's the holiday of bitachon. And I think that there's a powerful message in that. That we look at what happened. Hashem saved Am Yisrael 3,300 years ago. 3,300 years ago, Hashem helped the Jewish people. Hashem continues to help each and every one of us with our personal geula, our personal redemption. We can look at what happened in the past and see for the future. And I think this is part of what I'm going to speak about in the Pesach podcast, on the Parsha podcast, so you can go and check that out as well. So thank you for listening. If you'd like to join our group, we will be the men's group will be breaking over Pesach. I'm not sure what's going to be with the women's group. But Baruch Hashem, we have a nice group. And we will be continuing. If you're interested, send me an email, arigolweg at gmail.com, or send an email to thebutachongroup at gmail.com. Thanks.